a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What does it take to create an award-winning PR campaign? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns with WordSouth, and I'm joined today by Rhonda Fitterer with Consolidated Telecom. She's a marketing PR manager there. Rhonda, thanks for taking the time to join me. Thank you so much for having me. So we're recording um, by phone this time. The last podcast that you guys um, listened to were from the NTCA Sales and Marketing Conference down in New Orleans. Uh, they were recorded live there, so this one will sound a little bit different from those. But at that conference there in New Orleans, uh, Rhonda and Consolidated, uh, one runner-up for in the PR, um, uh, one of the runner-up slots in the PR campaign category. So Rhonda, congratulations! Thank you so much. It was quite an honor to be recognized for the work that we do. Yeah, it's always nice for your peers to uh, to tell you you're doing a good job. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure that felt good. I wanted to get into some of the de- the details about what the the campaign uh, was that um, you know that, that brought home the award. So go ahead if you don't mind, tell us a little bit um, about what the what the campaign was. Absolutely. Two years ago, we started a movie night in the park series. It just came out about what can we do to engage with our younger audiences in uh, the services, service territories that we provide service to. And I came up with, you know, I love movies. I love taking my kids to movies. And so I said, you know, why don't we just take a movie on the road and go to our communities and show a movie in the park? So we purchased the equipment, a big blow-up screen, projector, and we invite communities to host a movie with with us. We invite local organizations like Alliance Clubs, schools, 4-H clubs to provide a meal or, you know, and concessions, you know, however they want to do it. And the money that gets raised while the movie is going on prior to while the movie is going stays in that community for whatever project that they want to raise. And we're showing a mostly animated show, but family-friendly. We have, you know, anywhere from 65 people to 200 people show up for a movie, depending on the size of the community that we go out to. Excellent. And I like this on, on so many reasons. Um, you know, you've got the, the direct-to-your-customers um uh, relationship building there. You've also got the partners that you're talking about with some of the different clubs. So we'll get into to all that. But I guess some of the details um, first is what um, which movies have you shown? If you can list some of them, and then um, what? Uh, how did you guys arrive on on those movies? And maybe a little bit about what you have planned um, for the upcoming season. Absolutely, um, we have shown animated movies in the past. Um, we. Oh, boy, you're putting me on the spot to try and remember because I have our movies this summer. Sure, let's let's talk about those then. Yeah. Sure. This summer, we are showing Smallfoot and Ralph Breaks the Internet for some newer movies. And we like to also show some older movies um, like Bolt and Smurfs, um, the Smurfs The Lost Village, Hotel Transylvania, because some of our younger audience, they weren't alive yet when some of these movies were out and it's new to them so we we do a mix of 
new release movies, as well as going back sometimes 10 years to grab a really great movie. And so far, we've done all animated. We've done Moana in the past. Um, we've done Ice Age. Um, so any any really great movie keeps kids and families engaged in the park. And we have been so blessed with good weather that I just have to knock on some, knock on wood that our series this summer that starts on July 10th and goes through August 14th every Wednesday we have good weather as well. All right, well we'll we'll uh, we'll pull the strings that we can here at the the podcast and see what we see if we can help with some of that. Uh, I would appreciate that. <laughs> now, with um, when you're talking about movies, obviously those are big name movies, and you know, at my house we have a seven year old. If I've seen Bolt once, I've seen it a thousand times. Um, yeah. But when you're talking about movies, everybody. Um, can get a little worried you know nobody wants a, a phone call from mickey mouse's lawyers um so you know they're get as much into it as you as you'd like to but uh, these movies are this is all above board and and legit this is not um you know playing somebody v- vcr on bed sheet i mean y'all are doing it right that is correct yep you do have to license the movie you have to to buy the rights to show that movie and you can do that in a variety of different ways we provide a free movie in the park. There's some some people that would show or organizations that would show a movie that there might be a charge. And depending on your agreement with your licensing company, the fees might change depending on the size of your audience and how you show that movie. Um, I won't get into, you know, how much we pay. I would just, you know, tell people that do it above board because the the fees to to pay the fines for not licensing that movie are going to be far greater than if you just did it the right way to begin with. Right. Plus if the whole point of it is for a good PR boost, um, it's kind of definitely be a negative PR thing for, you know, the, um, the, the telco or whoever showing the, the movie to get busted for um, some kind of infringement there. So I think that's a good approach now. Um, Absolutely. So the- well, and, and just one thing with that, Andy, too, when sure. you're working with those companies, they give you marketing material to, you know, all the, the thumbprints that you need for marketing, the covers of the, the movies so people recognize them, and, you know, posters, movie tickets. You can make it as big as you want to, and they're providing you all that when you go right through them. It's, it's a great resource. Excellent. That that was that was headed towards the next question. So, how were you guys promoting this? How did you get the words out? The word out. Obviously, after a couple of years, folks probably know it's coming up. Um, but what ways did you guys um, uh, work to get the word out about these events? Absolutely, we we do make posters up and we take them to all the area schools before school gets out. To you know, those kids take them home to their families. We do hang posters up in our communities, and then we also hit social media where it's on Facebook, it's an event, we invite people to come to our events, and it's on our websites, um, it's on our bills. We put a bill message out there, come see us, and we list all the towns. We have people that will go from community to community just to, to have an experience that you don't normally have in some of our smaller towns. You may have a movie theater, but to have an outdoor movie experience doesn't happen very often anymore. Yeah, that's Those a, are just some a, of the ways that we get out there. Absolutely, it's great. Um, now, like I said, I think it's important with the folks that you're um, you're interacting with, with the audience. You know, those are obviously a lot of the same folks who would be your customers and potential customers. But absolutely. I like too that you guys are 
are partnering with the the groups, the nonprofits in the areas. I think you mentioned Lions Club and some of those. Can you tell us a little bit about um, about those partnerships, what the different groups have been, and if you guys just, uh, if you think that's added uh, some of the PR value to get those folks involved? Oh, it definitely has because when you involve kids of if any age, you know, whether it's our 4-H club or the Lions clubs or the schools, the, those parents and those families are going to be supporting their kids and bringing the rest of the family out to the event as well. Prior to the movie starting, we do Facebook Live right from the park. We talk to the people that are providing the meal or entertainment. There's even been some organizations that have provided games for the kids. We talk about that all, all before the movie even starts, just to get some hype up, um, to get people to, to remember this is the day your movie in the park is starting, and it's been a tremendous help. Those it's it's fun to interview kids and what they do. I remember last summer we were in Holiday and a 4-H club. They went all out. They had baked goods and they made slime that you could buy and. They did a fantastic job, and they love talking on camera. It was just a really fun night. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, and the Facebook Live idea is a, is a great one. Um, one other question I had for you. So I know that this is not a time, um, you know, when you guys are doing a hard sales pitch. You know, you guys don't pull a, a PBS and stand up in front and say, you know, give us money or, and <laughs> before we, we push the play button. Um, but what are some ways that you guys have worked in uh, the brand um, along the way uh, with some of these just to make sure that people do know uh, that it's consolidated that it's making this happen. Absolutely. On the 14-foot inflatable screen that we use, we do have our logo, our brand right on that all prior to the movie starting. And then, of course, we're wearing logo wear. We do have a tent and flags that people can see. Some of the games that we actually bring for families to play prior to the game, we have a two-on-two basketball hoop shoot, some um, beanbag toss games, and that's all branded consolidated. So it's, it's, it's kind of a consolidated theme in the park, um, as well as the big blow-up screen, just as our brand. And like you said, we, it's no hard sales pitch. We are just in our communities because we're the local cooperative and we want people to know that we are giving back to them. And if they have questions, we certainly answer them if they have questions about products or services, but that's not our intent to be there. It's just um, name recognition, getting out there and letting people know that we're here for them. Excellent. And I think that brings up another point. Um, last two questions um, here for you. Um, in terms of the employees, how many folks um, are y'all bringing out from the office? And is this something that, um, obviously, it's an after-hours thing, but are y'all getting pretty good um, turnout from the employees as well? Sure, absolutely. We have a video department here in at, at Consolidated here where we have a local channel. So I have a couple people from that department come out and help me, especially on the technical part of it. Um, I can talk until the day is long. Sometimes I can't, you know, connect things very well. <laughs> I shouldn't sell that, say that to Got anybody, it. but it's true. Sure. <laughs> and so we usually have about a crew of about four, and there'll be a couple of people from customer service that 
you know, are available to answer any questions that customers have on any of our product services if we have those. And then myself or Ron from our video department will be there. And it's not hard to go at all. It's a great evening. Um, it's a fun thing to do. Definitely, yeah. Sounds like the kind of thing where even if they didn't, uh, even if they didn't work there, it'd be the, a good thing to come out to. Last question yeah, I had local, for you. Oh. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say our local technicians that are in those towns, they come out and they help too. So it's it's a it's a great thing. Absolutely. Last question I had for you, if there's somebody listening to this podcast who is um, either considering doing something very similar to this or just looking to do some kind of um, some kind of event to raise their profile and, like you said, show that you guys are active and giving back in the community, uh, what advice would you have for somebody who might be considering um, going down this road and kind of borrowing this idea a little bit? What have you all learned along sure. the way? Sure. Um, it's it's not hard to put together, you know, research equipment out on the internet and don't, don't skip on, uh, you know, projector, you know, get something that's going to last. And, and then like we talked about earlier in the podcast here, make sure that you are going to the licensing company and doing that correctly. And just, just get out there and engage your community. If you get people, um, in, in the community, partnering with you, it all just comes together and they ask you to come back. It's that easy. And that's what you're after is having them appreciate the event enough where they want you back year after year. So Rhonda, yeah. that's great. I appreciate you sharing those insights with us. I appreciate the phone call too. Thank you. She is Rhonda Fitterer. She's a marketing and PR manager at Consolidated Telecom uh, in North Dakota. I'm your host, Andy Johns. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.